Welcome to the BecomeNew.me podcast with John Orberg. Passage to Wisdom, Episode 33, The Two Things You Must Do Today. Hey, this is John Orberg, and I have two invitations for you today. One, I want today for you to do something that you really want to do, just because you really want to do it. And then secondly, do today something that you really don't want to do just because you don't want to do it. You start thinking about those two right now, and I'll talk about why. We're in a series together, Passage to Wisdom, looking right now at C.S. Lewis' little book, Screwtape Letters, where old Uncle Screwtape, the demon tempter, is talking about how to pull people away from God. And in this particular letter, the human being, the patient of the junior tempter, Wormwood, has come back to God. He had been in a state of spiritual drift, stagnation, moving away from God for some time. And then there were really two moments that prompted his return to grace, his coming home. Both of them involved doing things that he really wanted to do. One was he read a book that he really wanted to read, not because it was clever, not because it would be strategically beneficial to his career. He just found joy in the reading of it. And then secondly, he took a walk through a part of nature. I'm looking at nature right now, and it was a place where he loved to be. Now, our desires can move us away from God when they are tied up with self-will, but they can also move us toward God when they are oriented towards home, towards what is good. We might think about two different basic kinds of desires. One is infected with ego or infected with self-will. And so it will involve things like greed or vanity or lust or concern for my own reputation or comparison with other people. And then there will be a desire for those things which are simply good, those desires which are not messed up by ego or self-will. And that move us towards gratitude or towards humility or towards joy itself. And so this is what Lewis writes in Screwtape Letters about how when we um, surrender ourselves to God, when we give ourselves up, we find ourselves being given back to us in a strange way. Here's what Uncle Screwtape writes. Of course, I know that the enemy, that is God, wants to detach people from themselves, but in a different way than hell does. Remember always that he really likes the little vermin. I love that phrase. And you might think about the fact that God really likes you. And I can hardly think about this enough, especially in this season of my life. Not just that God loves me because he has to because he's God, but that thought that God really genuinely likes me and wants me to do well and wants me to be with him. I can hardly remind myself of that often enough. He really likes little vermin and sets an absurd value on the distinctness of every one of them. God doesn't just like you because you are one of billions of others. He likes the way that he has created you and the particularity of your life, your desires, your mind. So Screwtape goes on. When he talks of their losing themselves, he only means abandoning the clamor of self-will. Once they have done that, he really gives them back all their personality and boasts, I'm afraid sincerely, 
that when they are wholly his, they will be more themselves than ever. And this is where the, there are the two kinds of desires. And so that brings us to death of self. We are called to die to ourselves. Now, a lot of people think about that as just awful news. That's terrible. There won't be any self left. No, the idea is not the obliteration of the self. It's the transformation of the self. Death to self is really simply nothing other than the willingness to choose the good over what I happen to desire. So that whether or not I desire something is no longer the primary driving force of my life. Desire is a good servant, but a bad master. And the strange thing is, when I let go of idolizing my desires, then I am giving back my desire as gifts. So, screw tape goes on. Uh, Hence, while he, that is God, is delighted to see them sacrificing even their innocent wills to his, your will be done. The will was made to surrender to God. God hates to see them drifting away from their own nature for any other reason. God has given you a nature. God has created you to love, to appreciate, to understand, to enjoy certain things. And that's a really good thing. And we are to surrender our wills. But when we do that in the oddest way, we actually end up coming home. So much wisdom here. So Screwtape writes, uh, We should always encourage them to drift away from their own natures. The deepest likings and impulses of any person are the raw material, the starting point which the enemy, God, has furnished him with. To get people away from those is therefore always a point gained. Even in things indifferent, it is always desirable to substitute the standards of the world or convention or fashion for a human's own real likings and dislikings. I would myself carry this very far. I would make it a rule to eradicate from my patient, from people, any strong personal taste which is not actually a sin, even if it is something quite trivial such as a fondness for country cricket. That's a British thing. Nobody likes cricket. Or collecting stamps or drinking cocoa. Such things, I grant you, have nothing of virtue in them, but there is a sort of innocence and humility and self-forgetfulness about them which I distrust. The person who truly and disinterestedly enjoys any one thing in the world for its own sake and without caring tuppence what other people say about it is by that very fact forearmed against some of our subtlest modes of attack. You should always try to make the patient abandon the people or food or books he really likes that's the nature that God has given you in favor of the best people the right food the important books I have known a human defended from strong temptations to social ambition by a still stronger taste for onions uh, it's, a, it's a fascinating thing to me that when we attend a funeral for somebody, what we'll talk about is not so much uh, what the person accomplished, what their resume is, but what did they love? They love the Dodgers. They love to cook. They love to sail. Because when somebody else genuinely loves something, it's life-giving to us to watch. Why is that? Well, it's because to genuinely like something for its own sake is to love a gift from the giver. And that puts you real close to loving God himself. And we're all made to see a little different part of God and to love it and to name it. And when you do that, 
then I see God a little bit more clearly. I'm able to come to appreciate a part of God and His goodness and His gifts that I would not if it wasn't for your experience and your naming. That's why we love it when other people come alive and just love something for its own sake. So when it comes to our desires, see, we are both to let them go when they have any sense of ego, self-will, sin attached to them, and yet to come home to them when they lead us to God. Screwtape goes on. It remains to consider how can we retrieve this from disaster, this man's coming home to God. The great thing is to prevent him from actually doing anything. As long as he doesn't convert it into action, it doesn't matter how much he thinks about this new repentance. Let the little brute wallow in it. Let him, if he has any bent that way, write a book about it. That's often an excellent way, excellent way of sterilizing the seeds which the enemy plants in a human soul. Lewis knew something about that. So do I. The ability to communicate spiritual truth has little to do with the capacity to live it and sometimes even inoculates people against it. Unfortunately, we see that all the time. I battle that myself. Let him do anything but act. No amount of piety in his imagination and affections will harm us if we keep it out of his will. So, today... Do two things. Do something just because you want to, just because you love it. Maybe it's going into creation, or maybe it's cooking, or maybe it's music. I was with my sister and my brother not long ago. We have a, an old book of songs, piano music, that our great aunt's friend and Del gave us 50 plus years ago now when we were taking piano lessons. And we would uh, we, we, again, played together some of those old songs and sang them. Our voices have not improved in 50 years. doesn't matter. We just did it because we loved doing it. It wasn't cool. It is the opposite of cool. And there's something in it that makes me come home. And think about the goodness of God. Do one thing, not because it's cool, not because it's strategic, just because you love it. And then do one thing precisely because you don't want to do it. William James has a wonderful sentence about this in his work on habits. He says, each day do at least one thing precisely because you would rather not do it. So that when the time of testing comes, you will not stand unnerved and untrained in the hour of dire need. Today, do something that requires the surrender of your will an act of service for another person, running an errand for somebody, giving a gift or money to another person, confessing one thing that you would rather not do so that you are training that little will to be surrendered to God. Today, do something you really want to do, something you don't want to do. And whichever category this little video is, uh, do that one again tomorrow and I'll see you then. Thanks for joining us. Receive alerts for new episodes by texting the word become to the number 56525 or invite a friend by sharing the link becomenew.me.